0: just go to cars.com It's magical.
1: Hello, this is Joe Mullinax, site manager of SB Nation's Grizzly Bear Blues, the team site of the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies organization has been a leader in the National Basketball Association for some time with regard to education and action with issues of race in our country. It is with that in mind that I proudly stand alongside other team blogs like Brew Hoop, covering the Milwaukee Bucks, in support of the decision of NBA players boycotting Wednesday's games in protest of the shooting of Jacob Blake. Enough is enough. Sports are a luxury of a functioning society, and at this time, far too many Americans feel that the country is not functioning fairly for them. Black lives matter, and black voices must
0: be heard.
2: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Core 4 Podcast, a podcast under the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network, alongside GBB Live, 3&D, and, and the Starting 5 Podcast. And Grizzly Bear Blues is a blog under SB Nation. You can find it on the web at grizzlybearblues.com or on Twitter at and Grizzlies. I'm your host, Parker Fleming, and with me today is Mr. Hustle, Brandon Abraham. Brandon, what's up? Living the dream, Parker. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. We also got a, a big guest for the show this week. We got Memphis Grizzlies two-way player, John Conchar. John, what's up? How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So what are you up to now that the bubble is over? Are you back in Memphis? Or are you visiting family? What, what's, what's up with you right now?
1: Um I am currently in Fort Myers, Florida, actually. I'm still in Florida. Um my parents live down here, so I uh I'm down here for probably a couple like two weeks or so.
0: So that's cool. So uh down in Florida come up and then after two weeks you're gonna be back in Memphis. I know uh it was either Waj or Shams kinda tweeted tweeted out the uh protocols for uh teams that were in the bubble, um being able to work out in the facility. So you're gonna come back up to Memphis, uh get some run in the gym um yeah I probably will
1: end up doing that it went when the gym opens um yeah I just, just trying to get into a gym anywhere and just start working on my game
0: so John it was a crazy weird kind of first professional season for you um you know obviously being a two-way player that's kind of difficult in and of itself um so in a pandemic, playing in a bubble, and, you know, it gets crazier. But what went well for you this year, both with the hustle and Grizzlies? Um,
1: I think a lot went well. Um, the beginning of the first couple games with the hustle, I think I played real well. Uh, I was getting used to everything. And then, sadly, I got hurt, though, for – I want to say I was out for, like, three weeks. And then I came back. Um, I mean, our team, our team was very good with the uh, Memphis hustle. And we were pretty stacked down there and it was fun playing with them all the time. So I learned a lot through, through our coaches and the players down there just teaching me every game pretty much. And then just watching when I, early on the Grizzlies, I kind of, whenever I got called up, I was kind of just, I was on the bench just watching the game and just trying to take any, any advice I can get from anybody, honestly, and just like watch the games and like into detail and just watch certain players and see how they played. And I think throughout the season, uh, I think that helped me a lot. And then I got my chance
0: towards the February, March time. So I think think it went well. Awesome, awesome. Is there anything that you kind of, looking back, you know, that didn't go quite as well that you kind of wish you could have done better or, you know, all things considered, you know, pretty satisfied with the way your first year went?
1: Um, I mean, I'm pretty satisfied. Um, I would say I wish I would have shot more threes down in the G League. I wish I went back and did that probably, but I mean, there's a there's next year obviously. So as I'll be working on that in the off season a lot, just shooting threes and getting better at my game.
0: Awesome, awesome.
2: Yeah, and John. So the with the season, it just super crazy, very unprecedented. We had to end the season in the bubble and so obviously we all saw the uh post you had on your instagram story of you playing cornhole with chris paul but how was the bubble experience as a whole i mean you mentioned like hobbies like cornhole but when you're not practicing or working out or at the games how did you keep yourself busy and did you kind of also use that time to just like based on family or based on family and friends like what what was life like in the bubble um, it was definitely interesting
1: the first week trying to get down like a routine of like how everything's going to be. Um, like you said, like, so we practiced, we worked, I lifted at a certain times during the day. And then, I mean, I'd eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then for the rest, we played a lot of cornhole the first couple weeks. um, uh, what else did I do? I played a lot of, a decent amount of ping pong. We got a ping pong table like two weeks in. So that was good. That was fun. Um, I sat. A lot, I'm out on my patio a lot. I had like like a nice little lake view. It was pretty nice. Um, I played video games and just kind of talked to my family and friends for
2: the rest of the time. Nice and yeah, we all we all saw your uh, your nice view. You had the nice uh, artsy Instagram stories <laughs> and like I mentioned, you got to play cornhole with Chris Paul and. I listened somewhere that they had like tournaments and stuff like that. Who were some other players that participated in those tournaments? And did you also get to have a ping-pong tournament as well?
1: Um, sadly, no ping-pong tournament. Ah. Yeah, it was devastating to me. But uh, are you talking about who on the Grizzlies or just in general on the in the cornhole?
2: Yeah, just in general. Um,
1: I know Brandon and Jaron were partners. Um, I'm trying to think. I think there was... So there's four or there's eight players per team i think players and uh, staff members i'm trying to think who else there was i remember i i played uh, against uh, ben macmore and james harden as well i just i substituted for somebody so i had, i got i got to play against them um, but yeah i mean it was overall cool experience just talking to them and playing cornell against them
2: Nice, please please tell us you uh you beat James Harden and Ben McMore, right? Um, so we were we, but we did
1: play a best of three, and for the first game, I, uh, we were up like nineteen to like six, and we ended up losing it. Um, it, it wasn't great. It was it was a rough uh, ending of the first game, and then the second game, I think James Harden kind of just made like all of, all of them. So it was kind of it was kind of rough. <laughs> so no,
0: short answer no.
2: Ah dang.
0: Well, if, if there's ever another bubble and all of the NBA's elite are in the same area and, and they do a cornhole tournament, I'm sure you'll be ready for, for the next time. Oh, yeah. I, uh,
1: <laughs> my, uh, my dad has a cornhole, or my parents have a cornhole thing down here. So uh, my dad wanted to play us a couple of days ago. And it was getting nice getting back to it and just dis- destroying him a little bit.
0: <laughs> Got to boost the ego a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Get some wins in while you can there you um, go we're kind of transitioning so we kind of touched on it earlier you were a two-way player for the grizzlies and uh memphis hustle this season and kind of generically what was the biggest difference between the nba and g league obviously other than you know you know the g league doesn't have someone like james harden or lebron james you know where coach Cindy you out to guard them yeah, um, I would
1: say the biggest difference is there's more guard play in the G League and there's more, there's more big guys in the NBA. Like, you don't run into, like, a seven-footer every game. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we played a lot of – I mean, like, with the Memphis Hustle, we played a lot of guard ball. Like we played kind – of, I mean, we, we played a little small. But, I mean, it just, yeah, it's just kind of a lot, a lot more
0: pace and a lot – yeah, just more guards, I would say. Nice, right, nice. And, uh, you know, you, you touched on it earlier. Um, each team kind of creates their G League team differently. The Hustle were having, you know, up to their standards, you know, the best season in franchise history before the season was suspended. Um, you know, especially at the beginning of the year, you know, they had you and Yuta down there. They had, you know, D'Anthony Melton sent on assignment a couple of times, Bruno Caboclo. Josh Jackson obviously spent the first part of the season there. And that's on top of, you know, the dynamic duo of Dusty Hannes and Jared Udall. So how was it, how big of a benefit of it was it for you, you know, even though you were sent down to the G League to play games with the Hustle, to still be playing with, like, super competitive, really great guys, whereas, you know, guys in other circumstances weren't, you know, I guess as lucky to have good G League teams to play with. Yeah, uh, I mean it was great. It was it was great
1: because we had Matt Mooney too at the beginning of the season, and I mean I'm like I feel like we were pretty we were pretty stacked, and it was nice like whenever when I was down there with them, um, like I mean we ran the same offense defense, and just the the pace we played with, and just everybody played well with each other essentially. So
0: it, it was it was a good time. <laughs> And so, I mean, you kind of talked about it just a second ago. Like, with the team kind of playing the same style of play style of play with both the Grizzlies and Hustle, what was the kind of hardest adjustment to make, you know, between, all right, tonight I'm playing for the Grizzlies or, you know, tomorrow night I'm playing for the Hustle. Kind of like with your game, what was the hardest adjustment to kind of make, you know, being called up and down, you know, throughout the season? Um,
1: I would say... When I was with the hustle, like, I probably needed to shoot a little more. I would say, like, I play – like, I like to play, like, a, a certain role. Like, when I was with Memphis, like, I played a certain role, essentially, like, rebounds, kind of layups or threes. Like, I – when I was down with the hustle, I probably should have been a little more aggressive, which I think towards the end of the season that helped me – or I was towards, like, going on throughout the season. Um, so, Yeah. I'd say that would,
2: that would be it. Yeah, for sure. And so when you got called up, would, what would you say would be your, your I made it moment? Would it be, you know, that Laker game where you got to block Dwight Howard and, and also you had that three that just got the entire form jumping? Or was there any other moments where you're just like, okay, like I made it, I'm here? Um. I mean I would probably pinpoint
1: the uh the Lakers game as like a pretty good game. But uh also just my my first bucket in the NBA was against uh the Nuggets. And I think that like after the game I was like, Oh wow, that that was pretty cool. So I I would say maybe probably that game.
2: Yeah, for sure. And just totally like shifting gears real quick. So why number 46, you're number 55 in college and you chose 46. Now it's like, why did you choose those two numbers? Um,
1: so in college, so my first year I was actually number four and they said that they were going to, they were going to retire the number. So I was like, Oh, I have to pick another number or a new number. And I I was five in high school. So I was just like, yeah, might as well, let's go 55 for fun. Cause like usually big guys have it. And I was just like, I mean, I'm a guard. I don't know. So I just kind of picked 55 randomly and I kind of liked it. So I stuck with it the last three years. Then 46 was our, uh, our, our equipment guy. He uh, texted me like a long list of numbers I couldn't be because they're either retired or used right now. So I was just like, Oh, interesting. And 55 was on the list at the moment or at the time. And I was just kind of like looking at it and I was like, um, Maybe maybe 46 sounds good. So I just texted back 46, and that was it.
2: Nice. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That's, I mean, that's funny. I yeah. like the I like the 55 with the, the big man thing, especially for a guard, because you played pretty big. What was that record that you set at school? It was like something with a certain number of points, rebounds, steals. Assist. I don't know. It was just some crazy stat I found a while back that said you were the first NTA player to – have this amount of points, blocks, rebounds, all that. Yeah,
1: I had a lot of rebounds in college. So,
0: yeah. so John's being humble. His uh, he is the only player in D one history to have two thousand points, a thousand rebounds, five hundred assists, and two hundred steals. Um, to answer your Parker there, answer your question there, Parker, all around, just ball player there, and you know it's kind of you talking about. The playing with the hustle and the Grizzlies, you know, obviously we saw that over your first year, um, and now you're kind of entering restricted free agency. Um, I, out of habit, want to say this summer, but I guess it's this fall, going into the winter. What's your mindset going into restricted free agency um, after a year in the league and not knowing what what the season's going to look like next year? <laughs>
1: I mean, my mindset's always just trying to get better and work, work every single day, every every week. Um, I initially kind of took this like a week, this week off, essentially after the bubble, and then I'm gonna get back to it. Um, I can always get better with basketball and better um, with my game. So, uh, three point shooting is an emphasis for me, so I'm gonna just do that a lot throughout the off season and go from there.
0: Awesome, awesome. So, like, you're pretty much just working on your game, um, not really focused on the actual free agency part of it yet, just, you know, trying to get better and, you know, I guess just, you know, seeing, you know, I guess your agent will be doing a lot of the work and just, you know, taking what comes with you and uh, rolling with it. Yeah, I would just say whatever
1: happens, happens. And, I mean, I can only control – what or how hard I work throughout this offseason, and I think it, it might be a big year for me next year, so just gonna work hard.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, so we're wrapping up here with uh Memphis Grizzlies, Memphis Hustle Guard, John Conchar here, and uh, kind of to wrap things up, we're gonna do a kind of a little game. I um, thought it'd be something fun, um, to kind of get going here. Um, so we're gonna ask John. Um, a series of questions. There's going to be 15 questions. We're going to put 46 seconds on the clock. Parker is going to ask the questions. John's obviously going to answer them. Um, it's kind of like a rapid fire question. Um, 46, obviously for John's number. Um, and if John can get through all 15 questions in those 46 seconds, we'll be donating $46 again for John um, to a charity of his choice. Um, So kind of make things a little fun, you know, give some money to charity, um, you know, allows us to ask you some kind of basic questions. People kind of get to know, you know, John Conchar, who you are and all that. Um, So I'm going to get my uh, timer ready here real quick. Um, John, do you have anything, uh, you know, off the top of your head, a charity of choice or you want to think about it and we can talk about it after? Um, you'd
1: have to let me think about that, actually, and then I'll get back to you on that. Sounds good.
0: Sounds good. I'm ready, Parker. If uh, if you're ready, we are good to go.
2: All right, John, you ready? Yeah, of course. Right, let's go. All right, favorite Memphis barbecue spot.
1: <laughs> oh gosh. Um, 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 I'm already
2: messing up stuff. Um 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 central barbecue. Favorite Memphis restaurant. Uh Huey's. Favorite hangout spot in Memphis. Uh my apartment. Favorite Memphis bar? Um
1: um, um um let's just say ten roof.
2: Okay. Uh teammate with the best taste in music. Um Brandon Clark. Teammate with the worst taste in music. Um Jonta Porter. Favorite pre-game meal? Um just spaghetti. How do you unwind game? Um sitting on my couch. Wow. Okay, so it looks like the time is out, but there are two questions on here that we didn't get to that I really we need to know the answer. So first one is Jordan or LeBron. Jordan. Alright, and then last one, who is the Jittiest teammate? <laughs> um,
1: are you talking Grizzlies or a Hustle? Either one. Um I would say I would say D'Anthony Melton and then I would obviously give Dusty Hannah it first if he's talking about the hustle.
0: Nice. Nice, nice. Well, we did get through uh, Nine questions, um, and, I mean, John, since you've been such a good sport, easy to work with, we're still going to donate $46 to a charity of your choice, Um, you know, just going with it. Next time we'll get through 15 That barbecue one really threw you off to start, but uh, we're still going to do that. So I'll I'll get with you after the show and, uh, you know, just donate $46 somewhere for you yeah gotcha. sounds awesome
2: yeah and uh john before we close the show do you want to let the people know where they can find your your brand your your shop your hats shirts, so they can stay jitty um of course
1: um yeah if you guys ever want to stay jitty or get jitty um you can get a nice little shirt for yourself on a com slash shop
2: nice you know i really love the versatility of jitty because i've seen you use it as like a noun as an adjective you ever use it as a verb too right
1: i mean i'm sure i have i don't know it kind of just comes and goes every single day of whatever i essentially say with it
2: i don't know is it is there it like a be- definition you have for jitty like if you had to describe jitty what would it be you
0: know that's that's a question for yourself that's deep i say we are getting deep here tonight on the core four
2: <laughs> for sure. And, uh, John, just before we close the show, do you have any final remarks, any messages to Chris nation you want to throw out there? Um, no, no. got none. Sounds good. Well, John, let the people know where they can uh, find you on social media. Um, my Instagram handle is
1: Conchar, K O N C H R And my Twitter handle is ConchGD55.
2: Yeah, make sure y'all follow John Conchar, Memphis Grizzlies 2 A player on Twitter and Instagram. And make sure you're also buying his merch. I mean, it's pretty dope. I got merch. Brandon's got merch. I know other people that have bought stuff off John Conchar's website. So make sure y'all do the same thing. It's pretty dope. And Brandon, let the people know where they can find you on social media.
0: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BC Abraham. Really basic, but it gets the job done. I want to thank John for coming on the show tonight. Uh, always a pleasure. Um, you know, gave him the option to give a couple of weeks off to relax, enjoy time with his family, but appreciate him being excited, coming on the show and, uh, you know, kind of giving us some insight on his first year. Yeah. thanks for having
2: me always for sure and make sure you follow Grizzly Bear Blues on Twitter at SBN Grizzlies and make sure you're reading its content at grizzlybearblues.com you can follow me on Twitter at Paca underscore flaca and make sure you're liking, subscribing, downloading and writing reviews for the Grizzly Bear Blues podcast network on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to your podcast and with that, that's it